In May of 2020, Nicholas Cordova would receive a FaceTime call from his wife and children while he was at work. During this call, Nick would be attacked and killed in under five minutes, with FaceTime still running. His business partner claims that he was knocked out during the attack, but is he telling the full truth? This case was documented by friend of the show Tara Calico's bike. You can find her on Reddit and read many of the other cold case files that she's covered by clicking the link in the description. Nicholas Cordova, age 40, spent his childhood growing up in Scottsdale, Arizona, a neighboring city of Phoenix. In his teen years, Nicholas would attend Chandler High School, where he excelled in sports, being on both the football and wrestling teams. He graduated in 1998, where he then went on to become a personal trainer, helping others with their fitness goals. Later in life, Nicholas would shift gears as far as his career, and entered into the heating and ventilation trade. Nicholas would meet his wife Alicia in 2003 at his sister's graduation party after his cousin had introduced them. The two hit it off immediately. They began dating, going strong for several years before they decided to get married in October of 2011. The couple would go on to have two children, welcoming a baby boy named Cruz in 2012 and a baby girl they named Capri in 2015. The family was very close, with Nicholas being described as a devoted father and attentive husband. They were lucky enough to have a close support system of cousins, aunts, uncles, and grandparents living around them, as they both grew up in Arizona. Things were going very well for the family. In 2018, Nick bought half of an established cooling and heating company in the East Valley called Gilbert Air, making him the co-owner of the business. The other co-owner was a man named David Sweetman, who preferred to be a silent partner, leaving the day-to-day -day tasks to Nicholas, such as organizing the teams and dealing with customers. David would only come into the office about once a month. Customers loved Nicholas and left great reviews about him online, speaking about how kind and hardworking he was. Nick aspired to grow his half of the business over the next five years, where he then planned to sell it and devote his time to being with his family. Over Memorial Day weekend of 2020, the family spent a few days in Forest Lakes after the stay-at-home order in Phoenix had just expired. Their extended family and a handful of friends joined them, and they spent time enjoying what nature had to offer. When the family returned home, it was back to normal, which meant that Nicholas had to head back to work. Alicia was grateful she had this last weekend trip with her husband, leaving her with memories in the form of smiling photos of Nicholas and the children. On Wednesday, May 27th, Nick was in his office at Gilbert Air, located on the corner of Guadalupe and Cooper Roads in the city of Gilbert, when he received a FaceTime call from his wife. She explained that Cruz had just learned a cool trick from a TikTok video, and he wanted to show his dad what he had learned. Alicia handed the phone over to her children before heading into the kitchen to wash some dishes in the sink. She was only half listening to their conversation, but three minutes into the call, she overheard Capri saying, something is wrong with dad, which got her attention. She rushed back to the living room to grab the phone and check on her husband, but when she did, the screen only showed white, as if it had been dropped or put inside of a pocket. The audio was working though. 
She listened and heard some muffled sounds and shuffling before the sounds of someone yelling. Alicia tried to ask her husband what was happening, but she got no response. She rushed to grab her other phone and call the police, keeping Nicholas on FaceTime on her iPhone. In a panic, she explained to the dispatcher that someone had attacked her husband in his office, saying, quote, I think they're beating him. I didn't see anyone. I'm pretty sure I saw a black glove or something, but I didn't hear any shots or anything, though. I could hear him yelling, screaming, and someone was hitting him. While she was still on the phone with police, Alicia could overhear a male voice on the FaceTime call. And here's a clip from that call with investigators. Yes, yeah, so someone, I'm on FaceTime with my husband, my kids are FaceTiming, and someone came in and started, like, beating him. I think they okay, have a gun. what's your address? He, he's at Gilbert Air, Gilbert Air, and, um, Gilbert Air. Uh, I don't, I can't I, even look at the address right now, I'm freaking out. Is he at work? Yes, he's at work, his address is 511 West Guadalupe Road. I, I can hear things moving around, but I don't hear, see anyone. Dr. Capri, get out of the room, please, babe. And you're calling from Scottsdale? I'm calling from Scottsdale. We are FaceTiming him. My kids are FaceTiming him. And then I just heard screaming. I thought it was a joke. And someone, okay. somebody came in. Okay, this is your husband's work and it's Gilbert Air? Yes, Ayer. my husband's work. Gilbert Air. She yells to the unidentified scary person that she has the police on the phone, asking who he was. She gets no response, but only those same muffled sounds. Then she's heard saying, Dave, pick up the phone referring to Nicholas's co-owner, David Sweetman. The dispatcher hears this interaction and asks Alicia who that is. Alicia, distracted with trying to get Dave's attention, doesn't respond, but then finally says that it's her husband's business partner. Police were quickly dispatched to the crime scene in Gilbert, and Alicia gathered her kids and made the 20-minute drive to her husband's work. When she arrived there, the crime scene was already roped off with caution tape and she was told that she was not allowed to go past when she attempted to run underneath it. Alicia questioned where the ambulance was or if Nick had already been transported to the hospital, desperate to know what was going on. The officers in front of her stayed quiet before a crime scene detective walked over to her and explained the bad news. Her husband was dead. She recalls crumbling to the ground in shock. Gilbert police immediately began their investigation into this unsolved crime, questioning neighboring offices and local businesses. No one nearby had heard any shots fired, and neither had Alicia while she was on the FaceTime call. David Sweetman was also interrogated by FBI agents. He explained what happened that afternoon, saying that he had been knocked out by the perpetrators from behind, and when he finally gained consciousness, the crime scene suspects were gone. That's when he heard Alicia's voice on the phone and discovered Nicholas's body. Whether David was checked for a head injury at the hospital or not is unknown. Police have gathered CCTV footage of the area. They'd heard from a witness that they'd seen two scary men leaving the parking lot in a white pickup truck shortly after the murder. The police then noted how tight the timeline was. The FaceTime call started at 525. Alicia was alerted by Capri at 5.28, and the call to police was made at 5.30. All of this had happened in under five minutes. In mid-June, police released surveillance video of an Arco gas station a few blocks away from the scene of the murder. It had been timestamped at 5.33 p.m., showing a scary man enter the gas station, pay for gas with cash, pump the gas, and then leave. 
He was described as standing around 5 feet 8 inches tall with a heavy build, wearing a blue t-shirt and jeans. This man was identified to be a suspect in the murder of Nicholas Cordova, but no one is sure how police came to this conclusion. It's possible the witness who had seen the man leaving the parking lot identified the man on the video as being the same person, but we just don't know. The image is very clear and someone has to recognize this man. It just needs to be seen by the right person and hopefully they'll speak up. It was never officially released what the manner of death was, but the police asking about shots fired leaves us to believe that this is likely the cause. Alicia says that she only heard what sounded like Nick being beaten over FaceTime, and mentions that she heard no words exchanged between the killer and her husband. When Nicholas became the co-owner of Gilbert Air in 2018, he applied for a $3 million life insurance policy, naming Alicia as the beneficiary. However, without Alicia's knowledge, in December of that same year, the beneficiary was changed to Gilbert Air. So, in the event of Nick's death, Gilbert Eyre would receive the $3 million payout, and not his wife. Now, taking out life insurance on a business partner or employee isn't that uncommon. This allows the business to keep functioning in the event of a death of someone with an important role. When David went to cash in on this claim, Alicia filed a complaint with the court, claiming that the change of beneficiaries was fraudulent. This case is still pending, so we don't know what the outcome of this lawsuit may be. This is why some people are being led to believe that David may have had a hand in this unsolved crime. But this is purely conjecture and we have no reason to believe that police suspect David Sweetman at all. To add to this theory, in 2013, shortly after a nasty separation from his wife, David's former wife, Laura Sweetman, died from drowning in her own bathtub. David Sweetman would receive a large insurance payout following her death. It's been over two years since the death of Nicholas Cordova, and it's unknown what progress has been made in the case. The suspect in the surveillance video has never been identified, and it's also unknown how deeply they dug into David Sweetman. Alicia described life after Nicholas as very difficult. She said that reality began to set in after about six months when she realized Nicholas hadn't just gone on vacation, but was gone in a more permanent way. She believes that there will be justice for the death of her husband, and that police will discover who took his life and her happiness away that summer evening. If you know anything about the case of Nicholas Cordova, or recognize the man in this surveillance photo, you can contact Gilbert Police at 480-503-6500. One question many people are asking is, what led police to believe that the man entering the Arco gas station was a suspect in the killing? They claim there are two suspects, but they've never mentioned who this second person may be. So, is there a chance that it may be David Sweetman? Another thing we don't know is if David was ever checked out by medical professionals following the supposed attacks against him. If he was, then doctors should be able to verify whether or not he was truly hurt or knocked out on the evening of Nicholas's murder. Police also claim that this ordeal was an isolated incident, so does that mean that they have reason to believe that the attack against Nicholas was premeditated? We just don't know. For now, the case of Nicholas Cordova remains unsolved, but police are actively investigating the case and they're asking anyone with information to please come forward. 
But that's the video for today, you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to hit that like button. If you loved it, maybe consider sharing, subscribing, or clicking that blue join button below to really show your support for the channel. But my name is Ty Knotts. You guys have been lovely, and I'll catch you in the next video. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save